Can I use that word? I hate that word. You can use it. <laughs> Express your hatred. You could use it. Well, welcome back. This is Chris, and let me tell you something. Uh, in 2020, the Vatican censored a video of Pope Francis claiming that whiskey was the real holy water. How about that? That's awesome. I didn't know that. I have to fact check that. <laughs> When and where did he say that? This is Brad. This week's podcast is brought to you by the word woke, which is an adjective. It's chiefly a U.S. slang. It means to be aware of and actively attentive to important facts and issues, especially issues of racial and social justice. It is also the past tense and past participle of wake. You know James, are you woke? I don't. I don't know if I could actually say I'm woke. I. Uh, I don't know if I can. This is James. Well, if you did, if you were awake, and you now awoke. <laughs> if you waked up, you now woke. I mean, that's this is fair. Uh, <laughs> I can't say whether or not I am. I will have to talk about that a little bit. There's a some interesting satirical YouTubers that might be worth discussing here. Uh, but with all of that, thank you, everyone. This is James, and this is our weekly Whiskey and Widgets podcast, where your whiskey flies west and your widgets augment your reality. Thank you for joining us this week. Yes, uh, that is Chris, a true fact, though. If, if, you had, if you had too much to drink, <laughs> it will augment your reality. So drink For responsibility, sure. responsible, <laughs> drink responsibly, well, Respons- speak- speaking about your drinks, augmenting your reality or your widgets, augmenting reality. What are we all drinking today? Uh, I will share what I'm drinking today, uh, but I want to, I, I just want to let everybody know uh, for our listeners out there, our consistent listeners. Thank you for joining us uh, yet again on our new episode. If you want to interact with us, you can reach out to us uh, via Instagram. We have a pretty decent uh, uh, Instagram uh, presence. And so look for us at Whiskey and Widgets. And uh, and if you don't have uh, Instagram, uh, we should open up maybe Twitter for this too. But if you don't... I was just about to say that. <laughs> that should... was going to be my next sentence and you stole it. Hey. We're all Beef. thinking the same. Robbery. <laughs> but if hey, if you don't have any of that, well, look at Twitter. But uh, if you don't even have Twitter, you can always uh, reach out to us, whiskeyandwidgets at gmail.com. Uh, and unfortunately, we don't have any mail calls for this week. But last week, it was actually more Japanese, which I drank the Japanese whiskey last week. So in this week, I'm drinking, um, you know, uh, if Pope Francis said that the whiskey was the real holy water. I might as well drink something that tastes really, really good. In this case, I am drinking Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. And that's what I'm drinking tonight. Can't go wrong with that one. I love Screwball. Yeah? It tastes like peanut butter. It's really good. 
that is what it is. That peanut butter. It's really. I haven't good. poured my drink yet because I'm a little delayed uh, in my preparations for this week's discussion. So I'm still drinking my water, but I do have to go choose for my non-existent whiskey sour that I keep vowing that I'm going to make. But unfortunately, I didn't have an opportunity to prepare uh, some of the juices that James told me to prepare prior to making my whiskey. <laughs> Dude, just go buy a sour mix, man. You don't have to go through the extra effort. Just buy a sour mix. Uh, you know, I want to go through the effort to, you know, take your recipe and make it real. It's just I didn't have the time uh, over the past weekend to prepare for it just due to the activities that I attended. So it's next on the docket. I'm, I'm promise I'm not making fun of you, but I'd like to just, you know, subtle adjustment. It's not that you didn't have time. You didn't make time for it. And I understand you don't have to make well, time no, for me. That's okay. Yeah, you're right. I do. I do say this to everybody. It was not that important to me for me to spend my time on it because I had other things that I would rather spend my time on. So Which I did have totally the time. Okay. And my priorities were other than a whiskey sour for this podcast. I accept. It saddens me a little inside, but I accept. But no, you were there in thought. All right, that's fair. What are you drinking with the James? So I am very excited because I am doing a flight of two whiskeys that are very similar, made by the same company, one of which is one of my favorite whiskeys, which is uh, High West's Double Rye. And I'm going to be comparing that tonight to High West's limited release of their Rendezvous one. Rendezvous, rendezvous, rye. Limited, does that mean like it's more pricey? More pricey? Uh, more... It's, it, it was a little bit uh, more expensive, but it was a short supply run. They're not, it's not a, it's not something that's uh, kept in stock. And I was able to find a bottle of it locally. Only one bottle. It was the only bottle I could find in all of southern Wisconsin, but I was able to get myself a bottle. Does that make it uh, more valuable if it's limited? Because it, it, limited could mean like they just like, I don't know if it's going to taste good. I'm going to make a limited batch. And then it creates this excitement. You know, uh, that's entirely fair. Um, I don't know if it's going to be better, but I'll, uh, I'll dig into it and let you know. Um, I think that's the exciting part for me is uh it, for, for specifically for a vendor that has a product i really enjoy if they release other products i'm gonna want to try them it's uh it's the companies that have uh, like a hundred skews of you know their their liquor and they all they're all mediocre or sucky i'm just like stop making new products make the one product better please yeah folk uh being able to have a very good pro so having a good product in the market and, 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 you know, it's loved by many. And when you put out another product, they're expecting it to have the same kind of quality. So, but mm -hmm. they'll still buy it even if it's, like, terrible quality, right? Like, if you look at other tech industries or tech brands, they always put out good quality, even if they put out crappy quality or the next product may be terrible. Uh, people would still want to try it and buy it because they've made, historically, they've made good Good products uh, as well. 
I mean, Apple is a good example of that. Well, it's you can't, sometimes it's you have something good and you can't live up to the expectations of the hype of individuals because you're having something else. It's like when you watch a television series or a streaming series, you know, I, my belief is after season five is when they start reaching, you know, a little fun for your fact finding. You remember, you know, where the phrase jump the shark came from? And this is exactly what it's in reference to. Yeah, it's specifically the uh, episode of um, that '70s show where the dude jumped the shark on the uh, on the ski on the water skis. I can't remember the guy's name. Do you remember the, uh, the you remember his name? Yes, it was the Fonz. And yep. that was what they were saying: is once they transitioned to Fonzie jumping a shark with skis, that that show went downhill, and therefore, when something, uh, you know goes downhill we say to, that you had jumped the shark and hopefully we can keep this podcast from jumping the shark so we need to keep this content fresh it, it's right up there with nuking the fridge <laughs> nuking the fridge nuking the fridge you trying to put your fridge in the microwave no no um i don't we don't need to dig into that one but uh trying to survive nuclear fallout by going inside of a refrigerator it's, a, it's another movie reference. It's another you movie reference. Lose air. <laughs> oh my gosh. Of course, that's the point. It's ridiculous. And that's why you weren't supposed to put refrigerators out on the end of the driveway with the doors attached, just in case a small child climbed into them. They weren't strong enough to push it open from the inside due to the vacuum. So I can teach you all these things. I'm like a walking <laughs> encyclopedia. Have either of you guys actually seen Indiana Jones? I'm the only one. Uh, the Temple of Doom? I've seen Indiana Jones, but I don't I can't I can't remember every single detail. All right. Indiana, Indiana Jones number four. They have the the nuking the fridge reference. You should look it up. But that's kind of the point. Like at what point everybody liked and a lot of people really enjoy Indiana Jones. Those who do will agree that the first Indiana Jones was awesome. The second Indiana Jones was great. When you got to the third and the fourth, actually, some people are pretty diehard on number three, but nobody really loves number four, right? <laughs> yeah, to 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 Brad's point, I think uh, on your fourth, fifth season, uh, they're stretching this story a bit at that point. I mean, you guys heard about the fact that they're finally releasing the next Avatar movie. Yeah. They did Avatar. And immediately after they released Avatar, they were like, cool, this did so well, we're going to make five more of them. And they started filming a bunch of them in a row. And then, what is it, 10 years later, they're finally releasing the second one because of different delays. I um, saw but they're going to they're gonna release it, and then they're going to release more and more and more of these. And it's wow. just like... I saw the preview when I went to see Doctor Strange in the theater. Usually I wait for it to come to streaming service, but with Doctor Strange... I decided to see it in the theater, and Avatar was a preview in the long list of previews. The movie started at 6 o'clock. <laughs> I think it you know, really didn't start until 6.30 because everything in between was previews. Was it, was it in the past where uh, in, in, you know, movie starts scheduled to be 6 p.m. or whatever time it's scheduled? It normally starts at that time. But prior to 6 p.m., if it was scheduled 6 p.m., is where you see all of the uh, previews. 
now it's like you have to yeah but they want to make sure that you actually see the previews so now that's not how that works yeah yeah and i think that's probably why they they made those adjustments uh and you can't walk in late because you don't know how many previews they're going to show and you could run the risk of missing the movie yeah or cool Mm. cool previous previews that you want to you know you want to watch do you guys have uh your your movie theater uh is it mostly assigned seats now there's no theater here that's um you know first come first serve anymore out here if i I, go to a movie i will not go to one that doesn't have assigned seating i'll just go ahead and admit i haven't been to a movie theater in a very long time because i wasn't going to movie theaters during covid and i haven't gone back to the movie theaters yet um so it's been because it had probably been about a year before COVID. It's been probably three years since I've been to the movies. Oh, that's good. A lot of them, can, I, you know, gets released in streaming service in a short period of time now. I, I, yeah, I just stream all of the movies. I watch them from home or I'll go to a friend's house that's watching them and we'll stream them there. Like, I, I don't go to the movies anymore. Yeah. Uh, I can well, wait it, it's like two that. months. <laughs> it's, it's like that with sports. Like, I mean, I like to go to the, some sporting events for the ambiance, right? And just the, the the experience and the atmosphere. But if you're going to watch a sporting event, you know, like a football game, I'd rather much rather watch it on television. You know, you have the HD TVs now. You know, you have your bathroom right there. You can make all your food. You don't have to wait in line. You don't have to wait for parking. And you can get all the stats. And you're always right up on the ball. Like, they really have done such a good job with all of that that, I don't even know where I was going with this conversation. <laughs> just, just being able to watch it from home. Yeah, I, I look. It... Oh yeah, watch it from home. No, but James, yeah, it's like I agree with James. I like to watch things at home because I can have my own volume in my own space. I don't know if I like this more or less than a double rye. This is still a very. It's got an interesting overall. The limited one you spice drinking? flavor. Yeah, the rendezvous. Um. It's got an interesting spice flavor. I think it's a little bit sweeter. It's the same uh, ABV. Um, it's also a blended rye. Wonder if it. Wonder if it says anything on the back as far as like its mash bill. It, it is still a rye. Um, it's interesting. It's. <clears throat> it's not like this was drastically more or less like more expensive than the other one. It was like right about the same price when I got it. It's um, maybe a little bit sweeter, I'd say. I gotta try it chilled. I, I, so yeah, because that that I was gonna say, if it's chilled, it gives you a little bit of, it gives you a different uh, taste. You ready for the presentation? This is for you, Brad. <laughs> he has a little bag instead of a big bag. It's a little <laughs> bag. Oh, and it's a big ball. It's actually a stone. But is that a stone? A big ball stone. Or, gla- uh, or metal. Oh, did you hear that little pop? Yeah, I heard that. I, I heard that. I but hey, I, I got to share a story with you guys. I know uh, this was sort of a, a topic that I want to share um, a couple weeks ago. Is that metal, by the way? Is, is that yeah. metal? Oh, it is metal. It's metal. That's a, it's a metal ball. It's frozen. Solid metal? Uh, no, it actually has uh, like water inside of it, so it'll freeze and uh, hold the ice inside of the metal. Oh, okay. So it's not like you know throw that at somebody and kill someone with it. 
I, you know what? If I were to throw, it's frozen right now. If I were to throw it at somebody, it probably would do yeah, some I was gonna say, damage. You, this is... you, you could get a uh, a good hit with the um, frozen metal ball mm. and to the temple, and you probably have a headache. <laughs> so, and, and yeah, so so I want to what your guys' take on this one, and you know, I again, I don't go out very much, but went out to went to the mall. For some odd reason, we we found ourselves in the mall, uh, and there's a mall up in uh, a, a city called Bellevue, Washington, and that's where a lot of the tech companies sit now, like Microsoft, they have an office out there, uh, Google, Facebook, I mean, Expedia, I mean, you're talking about big, big tech. So anyway, we go out there out of the way because it's, you know, it's, the, the mall is pretty bougie uh, if you go to that mall. From last week's uh, bougie was the word last uh, week. Last week, yep, it's pretty bougie. And I'll tell you, man, I was walking there. It's just, I, I, just, it's just, it was just crowded. And I had this younger generation, and we're walking. I was walking with my kids and and my wife going to Macy's, and they were having a conversation. They were pretty loud, and I could not understand the words that are coming out of their mouth. Uh, in particular. They were talking in um, abbreviations or acronyms or three-letter uh, words. Uh, like, for example, this girl was talking about this uh, this simp. Uh, I don't know what simp means. This simp uh, uh, slid into my DMs and uh, LOL, and then one girl said, literally, literally said LOL, rather than like laughing, like, you know, just laughing like, like a regular normal person. And then the other person, the other guy was like, R-O-F-L-O-L or something like that. I, I don't know how they were communicating, but they were totally understanding. They also said other things, and it just hurt my brain as I was listening because they were behind me. And I find that, you know, uh, English, I feel like it's it's a dying language. To me, English was never my first language. Uh, you know, I, I learned English as I grew up. And uh, I, it was just hurting my brain. I, I swear I lost brain cells trying to decipher what they were saying. So I can't imagine communicating with friends in just three-letter words or <laughs> abbreviation well, or something. I mean, simp is an insult, right? That's my understanding because so, I had to look it up. It was like, what is simp? <laughs> um, so teach you're us. You make me feel like an old man walking <laughs> through some of this, but like it. The thing I struggle with is when people take abbreviations and acronyms that you would normally just write or text, and you start phonetically pronouncing them, like I lolled, as an example. Yeah. Um, because it's not actually less syllables. It's not easier to say than I laughed. Yeah, well, I you, you, I can write. I do that. I do that right when I'm messaging you guys. I put LOL. You know that's fine. But having someone next to you and having a conversation like you, you like right now, what we're ha what we're doing, for me to say LOL sure. rather than just laughing like a normal person, it, it's it's so, crazy to me. So I don't well, know the context of the conversation. Well, if you're not expressing the action, let's say, LOL, but I agree with you, but I also take a different viewpoint of it because one thing I think that's ex extremely valuable in any topic 
of life, a concept or a moment, is to always take a look at the perspective, another perspective, right? Just because sometimes your view may be, uh, um, your view may be uh, blinded by some other force. Now, the English language, I, like you, feel like the English language has been butchered or changed or altered, but the English language compared to when, like words continue, constantly get added to the dictionary. Language itself has been a constant progression, right? So if you look at like, look at some of the, the languages that are spoken, their combination of Latin words and Spanish words or Latin words, I mean, you had old English compared to where we are now. So we're seeing the evolution of the English language or a language, a spoken language, which may have its own phrase, because again, you have um, different dialects with, you know, if you even go to China, they have different dialects, which is like different languages within there, correct? Or they have different classifications of languages. Right. So we may be experienced the evolution of this spoken language here. And I think it does progress more rapidly like everything else does in the digital age, because things get um, adopted, I think, faster because you have widespread visibility to uh, these words, terms, phrases, slogans, or whatever you see. I mean, look at, you know, memes. I used to call it meme, by the way, because I didn't know it was a meme until <laughs> somebody corrected oh me. I really did call it a meme. But I, I, you see what I'm saying? It does irritate me because I can't stand improper grammar grandma, uh, and a few other things. Um, but I also have to take it with, you know, it's just another form of language and expression and that language is used to communicate. And if two individuals can communicate with sound yeah, and they understand what they mean, then they're doing the job of the language. I mean, dogs bark to each other, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I understand each other. Yeah, I, I know. I I get that. Um, you know, I I get that. There's there's a few things that I totally understand. Uh, but, you know, I had to look up some of the things that they had said. Um, now I found, like for so, example, IRL simp in real life. In real, yeah, in real life. Like I understood yeah, that. So, right. The thing is, I could probably tell you what they were talking about. It's just it, it's it's weird to structure the conversation that way. Um, I don't know the the context of what they were discussing, but it sounded like somebody jumped into probably a Discord channel that where they were talking and and somebody was really trying to, you know, over service the other person in a conversation. But like, what was the goal and why why was it happening? Like, I don't know. I wasn't well, there, I, but look, I, I understand that you sometimes a language gets shortened for efficiency, right? Um, throughout time and like uh, giving an example i finally found it. i looked it up i found what they're what they meant um one lsmh lsmh that actually means laughing and shaking my head those were the few things that they had mentioned or a few yeah there's several but those that that one's i, re I remember lsmh <laughs> i didn't know that if you're having a conversation with me and you tell me that i'm like i what does that mean but uh, that's fair. I use a lot of acronyms on a regular basis because it's part of the industry and part of my job. I did not know LSMH, so you've you've taught me something. So you use acronym, you acronyms. use acronyms as part of your job because it's part of the industry. You yourself are speaking another language or a subset of the language. Oh, absolutely! I on a regular basis, I have to make so sure that I don't use the acronyms I when I'm teaching to other people. Chris, IRL. 
R-O-F-M-L <laughs> IDC I don't know any other one. Well, no, if you're, not, if you're not having a conversation, I'd have to think that in my head and like, okay, the, what are those the letters The thing mean? is, it's it's a matter of the communication and like what you're doing. It, it's all about what the other... Communication is about the other person. It's not about you. It's all about making sure you're conveying something in a way they can understand. So if I know that you know what DHCP is, I'm going to say DHCP. Right. If I think you don't know what it is, I'm not going to say DHCP. I'm not going to say dynamic host configuration or control if you want to argue about the old syntax on it protocol. I'm, I'm going to skip both of those. And I'm just going to say automatic IP addressing. And if you don't know what an IP address is, I'm probably not going to have this conversation with you because it's ridiculous. Mm. But I'm just saying I'm, I'm calling out like you have to know your audience. And if you know the acronym I'm using, then maybe it's not an issue. And that's that's probably part of it, right? Like if if someone's dropping those acronyms on a regular basis with their friends in chat, then maybe it becomes natural for them to say it. The kind of terrifying thing there is at some point we're shrinking our statements down to letters. And if society adopts that as a norm then we could eventually start to lose the original meaning of the whole word. Yes. But that's like dystopian sci-fi novel territory, frankly. But we lost the meaning of hieroglyphics. Like we, we're going back to hieroglyphics. People don't even realize this. Emojis that's are a hieroglyphics good take. in the digital age. You guys do not listen to me. I just thought of that on my own, by the way. <laughs> Emojis are hieroglyphics. So, Chris, next time you're talking to somebody, start drawing pictures and say, this is hieroglyphics of the digital age. That's a good take. Actually, that's a good uh, uh, that's a good way to put it. I, I, I think you're right. Because, yeah, if you look at hieroglyphics, right, it's just a bunch of pictures depicting a story or some form of a language. Sure. I'm, it's It's all a matter of can you recognize what the symbols mean, right? Like, that's important. This... There's actually a lot of uh, fantasy and sci-fi literature around this idea of the involvement of language and, and what happens with that over time. The language, language changes. English today is not the same as English a long time ago. Go back in time. You know, oh, yeah. You've got Middle English. You've got Old English. That stuff is not the same as what we speak today. Yeah. James, where were you about 10 minutes ago? When I just said the same thing, I'm just, I'm <laughs> just, I'm just agreeing with you. He's Can I not agree with you? Okay. No, you know what? Uh, I'm right. just, you know what? You're right. It's not. It is the same thing. It's, it's about all me. English. This communication Chris, is about you're me. wrong too. Th this isn't. You got to start using emojis more. All right, man. Lean yeah. into I it. I can speak emojis. Get with it. Get with the time. Sense. I can do the peach and the eggplant and the tongue and the taco. And all those emojis. No, what, I can what, speak that language. What throws me off about the emojis is actually there's a lot of them that have a connotation now that I didn't realize is like a connotation. Like there's a lot of like individual connotations to to emojis that like they don't necessarily like they, they have an emotional expression that's like stronger than what I would have expected. Yeah. So my... Was it my one of my nieflings was explaining to me 
how using a specific emoji is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you'd use that in this situation. I'm like, dude, it's like cry laughing. But like, they're like, no, that has like sarcasm. I'm like, oh, all right. Thanks. But does it get cry laughing? Doesn't it do to, doesn't the, uh, uh, the true definition or meaning of what you're trying to convey, you lose that across different generations, right? Like if you're, if you're talking like that to your grandparents, They'll never get it. They don't know to try to, you know, what you're trying to communicate. So there's got to be. Does this does this get formed because they don't want people to know what they're talking about? Uh, I think it's called laziness no, of communication. I, I don't even know that that's like necessarily the case. Like things adopt new meaning over time. And small groups of people can start to adopt new meanings. And then with the internet, we spread those ideas rapidly. And what one person came up with as an idea becomes an ideal. And that's an interesting transition that can happen with anything. And you can just see it in the form of an emoji right now. Like it's, it, it transitions and changes over time. So I think as we look at all of this, the reality we live in is augmented by the people that are in it, right? So how about we consider this for a moment? Um, if all of our reality can be changed based off of what other people are inputting, how do you perceive the world around you, Chris? Hey, James and Brad, let's take a quick pause from this episode. To our listeners, I hope you're enjoying this episode. But if you're curious how we started our podcast – you probably want to know how to start your own. Well, I can tell you firsthand that starting a podcast is one of the best and fun decisions we've made. But it can feel overwhelming if you don't know how to get started. It certainly was for us as we don't know where to even begin. That's when Buzzsprout came in. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch your new podcast professional adventure. Start with some gear that you already have and a quiet space. They even help and guide you where to find the right equipment at the right price. In fact, it is so good that it helped over 100,000 people launch their own podcast. Buzzsprout will help get your podcast in every major podcasting platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. You can find our very own podcast in all major podcasting platforms. Also, you get a great-looking podcast website, audio players where you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and on and on. Plus, Buzzsprouts publishes new blog posts, podcast episodes, and YouTube videos every week, so you can learn the ins and outs of podcasting from the people that eat, drink, and breathe it. To start your own podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card, follow the link in the show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and help support our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. How do I perceive the world around me? It's uh, the framework by which you perceive it. And how do you feel about the idea of augmenting that visually with something like, I don't know, Google Glass? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how, how, can, how I can answer that. Um, the, the way I perceive the world, it's typically in, through my experience. Uh, y'all heard y'all heard the the phrase perception is reality. Yeah, I think it was noted from last week's episode. Uh huh. <laughs> y'all heard that phrase, right? Yep. Well, yes. 
if perception is reality and you got a bunch of people perceiving the world in a specific way, they share things in that way, then that becomes their reality, right? Well, I agree. What if we sidestep this conversation from like what society is perceiving to what an individual perceives? And now how much more do you think that's going to accelerate things when you start augmenting that reality with things like Google Glass? Yeah. If, 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 if augmented reality became a standard norm of existence and your three-year-olds start getting used to cartoon characters actually interacting on their desk because it's augmented reality – and that's just the world they're grown, they grow up in. Becomes normal, yeah. Does that, what does that do to the human psyche 30 years from now? That you can create any reality um, through that Google Glass. I don't know. Can you call it Google Glass? Um, I, don't, I don't know. But... So, let, I mean, <laughs> let's frame that for a second. So, for anybody that hasn't seen the release or the news on that, um, Google released the Google Glass glasses like several years ago and it flopped super hard because it wasn't an aesthetically appropriate fashion statement frankly like the glasses just didn't look cool to wear um but the idea was interesting and it looks like they are now building an ar headset which is interesting because they released an ar headset for um your phone back when the pixel was released and they're now walking into the same space where like meta is already doing a lot with that or Facebook, if you want to actually right. call it by its original name. Um, if you've been living under a rock and didn't know they changed it. Um, or if you look at uh, in general, just everything that you can do with the Oculus or even dare I say Microsoft mm -hmm. that has their own HoloLens, right? So augmented reality is something that a lot of these big vendors are making. Um, what have you what have you seen? What are your thoughts, Brad and Chris, related to what, what Google's doing? I haven't seen too much lately, to be honest with you. Um, what about the concept? Like from your view? The concept it... is well, I, it's this concept takes me the augmented reality. It, which is where you're going with this class. I mean, you can go two ways. It's the augmented reality and also the ability to display information, right? So you're looking at a store, for example, and it knows your location, and you can see, like, the name of the store or something like that, right, or some information about the store. Adding other things into, you know, um, your space is interesting, because I think it's it's building a world, even if you go into the virtual reality or if you go into the metaverse or all these things that people talk about where you're having this, you know, adjusted reality, whether it's virtual or augmented, is interesting. Because now you're creating and experiencing experiences without really experiencing them. You're, you're sensing that you're experiencing them, but you're not. Because you can, you know, you see now they have meetings, forums, plays where people are sitting in a theater turning around and there's people there and you haven't even yeah. left your house. Right? Yeah. So I think it's interesting. I mean, I think you have to be careful, obviously, uh, because if you're doing something such as operating machinery, a vehicle or something, and you're having augmented reality, something may be there. 
that you don't see or something's there that you may not see. I mean, look at the games that people are playing. You can play, you know, when we were growing up, you used to play bang, bang, you know, uh, cap, you know, cap guns, you know, hiding behind rocks and stuff. Now, you know, you have these games where you're wearing headsets running around in the field in your backyard and people are hiding behind <laughs> trees that don't even feel that you're shooting at. I mean, I think it's an interesting and amazing concept, but it goes back to its progression of society. But also, you know, everybody says, well, you, you're losing the roots, but I think roots, you know, grow and take take hold going forward. So what do I think about it? I think it's amazing. Um, I think it's interesting, but I also think a lot of these things are changing our society in a way that's harmful uh, mentally uh, as well as physically. Sure. Um, due to due to some some real time interactions with other people instead of synthetic interaction, as I'll call it. Yeah, there can be some really interesting difficulties psychologically when you start to feel like you're detached from what you were founded in, what you consider your reality. Right? When people stopped being able to go out because of COVID. I didn't think it was going to be a big deal for me because I work from home already. And I'm like, okay, cool. It doesn't change my job. I didn't even think about the impacts and implications of my social life and how much that meant. I'm not leaving the house. I'm not checking. I'm not going to bars. I'm not going out to eat. I'm not hanging out with friends in person. And that was a, a rough reality shift for me. When you start looking at things like augmented reality, like there's a dissonance that can be created when what your norms are shift. So I have a feeling there might be a thing with augmented reality where the people that are raised with it as normalized are going to have a different perception of our reality than those that are not in a similar way as you'll see anybody that was raised with the internet readily available versus the boomers that it was like, this is like the new thing. Why do we need this? And their perception of how you operate had very little to do with a computer. And they're comfortable just kind of chilling and listening to the radio where a lot of people that are were raised with the internet, we have an immediate tactile need to be able to keep working with computers in front of us. And then you look at somebody, if you take that a step forward and try to predict what will happen if you had augmented reality around the whole time, what does that look like? Yeah, I, I think there's going to be a shift um, for augmented reality. I, I agree with you, Brad and James. So I think there's a lot of use, um, huge benefit uh, in terms of long term. Uh, but there's also areas where I feel um, that we may lose as humans is sensory. So a lot of times we tend to want to be able to have something tangible, especially when you're working with hands. And so for that, in long term for younger generations that that becomes normal, uh, I think they're going to lose that. And it, it is no different of, of people that grew up with internet and social media versus people that didn't. Then uh, it's when you're in the real world, IRL, right? Uh, is that IRL in real life? Uh, that you don't know how to interact with strangers, right? <laughs> um, it's harder because you're so used to be behind that. You can make your own. What's IRW. that? I-R-W. In, in real world. Major, IRW. Just make your own. That's uh, it. We all know what you're talking about. Th th that's like it. the DHCP. The IRW. <laughs> IRW. In, oh yeah. You have to say in IRW? This is not like... No, IRW. IRW. Here we are, IRW. 
talking about Google's augmented reality glass, which I want to hear more about as far as release schedule and where they are with what they're doing. But, so um, I think there's a big yeah. benefit in that. I think uh, we're talking about language, right? Like, you know, th this this um, uh, new abbreviations uh, language can be converted to regular English for people that maybe that's a way for me to understand <laughs> rather than short. Um, but it's cool because it allows um, communication between, you know, two cultures to be able to understand quick, you know, quicker uh when you're translating i like that concept you know a lot of a lot of these tech companies they always give out the concept of of an idea and then they rely on developers to kind of expand beyond that um but i i, I, I i'm looking forward to that actually um and being able to talk to somebody within a different language you muted james is the new google augmented reality um is that Project Iris, or is that yet another uh, project from Google? I think that's another project from Google. Okay. Yeah. So that's also an interesting consideration. Um, Google's hoping to ship Project Iris in 2024, according to what I saw. And it's interesting because um, for anybody that doesn't know, Google released a uh, augmented reality option for the Pixel phone, which was awesome. This is the first Pixel I bought. I'm like, I'm doing this. With a cardboard? The augmented reality. It had, if you pre-ordered it, instead of getting cardboard, you actually got like this <laughs> nice cloth one that would hold your phone for you. And it would, you'd strap this piece of fabric and cardboard onto your head and drop your phone in front of your eyes. And like, you could see augmented reality. And that was interesting, except for the fact that like, most of what you actually saw was virtual reality, not augmented reality. Augmented reality being, for anybody that doesn't understand the differences, virtual reality is to say, like, here's a scape that you see, visual sensory, potentially uh, sensory for touch and sound as well, but it's a completely artificial drop back or backdrop. Augmented reality, most people have seen, for example, the augmented reality built into Pokemon Go super popular for a long time. Mm. A lot of people yeah. know about Pokemon Go. You'd like go take a photo and be like, oh, cool. There's a Pokemon standing on that sidewalk, pocket monster, chilling. Let me take a photo of that or capture it and play the game. That's an example of augmented reality in a game. Well, translate that into other things. Um, augmented reality is super fascinating. I mean, think about any science fiction you saw from the early 2000s or 90s. You're talking about like having a heads up display or yeah. a head up display, sorry, um, where you can actually see different things in front of you. I mean, to me, that's like the natural thing for augmented reality. If I'm going to wear glasses anyways, let me have my computer interface right here. Don't gesture too much and break your glasses while you're while you're talking. <laughs> no, it, it's good, man. Um you know, but they have to make this um, easily accessible too. You know, um, I, I, for me, I like the I like the idea of just being able to communicate with others without having to learn a different language. I guess would that be taken away? I know, Brad, you you speak a different language, um, multiple language. You know, if you had a tool like this 
to communicate um, would that sway you from having to oh you did break that glass look at that James Yikes. don't ingest any of that glass that would hurt you wow. internally your body can't break that down you'll tear your innards yeah that's yeah, dangerous no man <laughs> no worries I'm not gonna drink it Yikes. MRW oh. when you made that noise. It's not safe, not safe for work, friends. You don't yes. wanna you don't wanna drink so much that you're dropping whiskey bottles on top of your cocktail glasses and breaking your glassware. Yeah. Jeez. So so Brad, yeah, my question, man, your your thoughts on that. Like do you, if you had this tool, would you have taken the time to learn a language? Well, I think it's. I think it comes down to how good are the tools. I mean, I think now, you know, uh, Microsoft had Skype where they tried to do translation, you know, real-time translation on the screen so that you could speak to somebody, you know, they could set their native language. And then if they're talking with somebody in another language, it would try to translate what they're saying. But I think these tools are great. I think it opens up opportunities for people to travel, to communicate with others that don't speak the same language. I think if they can become accurate and fast so that you can, you know, simulate a conversation near real time, because it, it takes time to process the translation. Uh, there's a little bit of work there. And the most important thing is the accuracy. Um, and um, along with that is another thing that uh, James had mentioned in, in a previous conversation we had is also slang. You know, they are getting better with some slang. You know, it's just the context of the conversation and the words you're using. If you can pick up some of that uh, with these tools, I think it would be great. Some of those other things you learn is part of learning a language. And it's not just learning a language from reading a textbook. It's learning a language from reading the, the textbooks with, with the real-world books, I guess you could call it, mm -hmm. uh, as well as, you know, physically communicating with somebody because they will turn back and say, no, you really don't want to say that. You know, because I talk with somebody... And I said, oh, yeah, that's my best friend. You know, I was saying this person was my best friend. And, you know, in the context of the conversation, I was just saying, oh, yeah, that's my best friend. You know, sarcasm, I would speak that. They said, no, you really don't want to say that because that means you're, like, really interested in her. Oh, the, the translation to another language, yes. Yeah, it was like, you know, it was that I was interested in, you know, meeting this, this person, you know, in a non-friendly uh, manner. I guess it's in an extra friendly manner. Yeah. Uh, so but... you just have to be careful. So so these tools I think are helpful. I think some considerations are accuracy, you know, how do you handle the slang, you know, and even like the IRL. Well, look at James went to a beer. A duo cup. Amber? Is that an amber? Red beer, amber? Yep. Had to go for a uh, red ale because clearly if I'm gonna be breaking my glassware, I'm not responsible enough to uh have any more whiskey tonight it's that metal ball man that's probably what it was meets mostly full brand new bottle of whiskey oh too far too far but brad to go back to your point right if you get this tool it's why mmv when you're using this tool right for those you don't know your why mileage, your mileage may vary <laughs> your yeah. mileage may vary exactly because um, but FWIW, for what Google, it's worth. for what it's, worth. what it's worth, Google does have a um, lots of data that collected for decades on languages. And so, you know, and they have 
machine learning. So they could initially or essentially uh, take those things into consideration when you're communicating with somebody when it's trying to translate from but English to something else. But now we just totally screwed everything up because, you know, now we're speaking emoji. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, I'm just curious where things are going. Cause you know, I, I gotta tell you, man, when I, when, you know, again, English wasn't my first language. Learning English was a bit difficult for me. Um, I mean, I picked up fairly quickly, but it was certainly difficult to understand the proper grammar because there's so many rules um, than any other language. But I get your point too, Brad. There's a few things that I... Uh, there's a language that I speak called Bisaya. Uh, it, depending, on the, depending on the conversation, the same word can mean three different things uh, as well. And it's just based on just based on that conversation, that that context. So um, yeah, it's it's gonna be pretty interesting where things are going. Can y'all hear me? Yes, yes, welcome back. We, we were just we we're just having the awkward sounds because we were watching you, you know, it's that, fiddle with. Well, it's that dramatic moment where I've got like little pieces of glass everywhere because I am a frankly a mess. Uh, but here we because are. Because you dropped your big forward. metal ball into a little tiny glass. You know, when your ball collides, what can I say? Um, anyways, feedback for anybody that's interested in the idea of doing a metal ball to keep your whiskey cold. Don't drop shit into your glass. Other than that, it was actually quite nice. It was very cold and didn't dilute my whiskey. It was delightful. I could have been sipping on that whiskey for quite a while longer. I'm frankly disappointed by how much whiskey I just lost. But uh, yikes! with that said, we're going to finish up the night. Did you lose it or did you waste it? Uh, you know what? That's fair. Um, is waste a loss? Yeah, but well, it yeah, depends it's a on loss. what words you want to use for loss. Yeah. I mean, is well, it lost I mean, because you can't find it? Or is it lost is, because... But is a lot is is anything wasted a loss? No, because when you're wasted, are you, is it a loss? <laughs> wait, wait, no, hold on. Wasted and wasted, very different. Am I wasted or you was just saying when something's wasted, is it a loss? Now, it, yeah. is any waste a loss? No, because if I tear my carpet out to put new floors in, the carpet is waste. Therefore, it's not really a loss because I'm gaining a floor. Yeah, it's all what's causing the waste. Sometimes you you gain knowledge too, right? When you when you wasted time, you made a mistake, uh, whatever that worse is. Worse than wasted time. <laughs> oh, you're not wasting. By the way, time for anybody that looks at our Instagram, something. you should be aware we have an Instagram. We post on it. Chris talks about it every episode. You can DM us. Um, what is you'll that? You'll see my Instagram? advertisement for the glass that I'm using. That's Duo. It's a multi-factor authentication product that we use. They happen to provide me really good glassware in the form of a pint glass, and it's delightful. So that's that's nice, um, man. That's a, that's another thing too that people need to consider is like the dual factor authentication. You should do that if you're not if you're not doing that right now. You should enable it for every uh, service you it, have. It's not a. It's not just a business thing. PSA. No. You should MFA. Yeah, PSA, you should MFA your 
everything that's important to you, right? <laughs> your bank should be MFA'd, but you know what? So should your Gmail, right? Like we know I you're think, using Gmail. I think everything should be MFA'd, and I think it should be to the point yeah. of not to digress from our augmented reality. Do you even need a password anymore? Oh, like man. if I put in my username that's, and it's going to send me that's a whole other something. topic. Yes. Hold on, hold on. No, we. I. I would love to unpack no, that you, one. You should, man. It's important. For hours. We don't. It's we important don't have PSA. Time, I guess for tonight now <laughs> because we don't have time because I have a hard stop through. tonight on our recording. I have another. I have another appointment. I have to be able to get to. Uh, one appointment is more has more priority over this. It you is know, not your wife. Very. Doing, very few, but there's another engagement that I have this evening uh, that I have to make sure that I can make. Is this make. a video game engagement, James? I'm it's not. A, it's not a video game. It's not a video game. So it's your uh, answer, if it's, if MFA. It's, if, it's a, if it's a board game, I'm hurt. Well, well here's the thing. It's if you're Pete playing Lynch. Dungeons and Dragons, did you know I used to play Dungeons and Dragons up until my like mid-30s and also Magic the Gathering? Why'd you stop? Um, time prioritization shift. All right, well, get back into it. But I, I actually just got rid of my magic cards. Um, oh, they're valuable really now, right? <laughs> I used to play at lunch uh, when I was back in an office. We'd go in the back and uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, you know, even when I was in the army, we would play at night, like after shift and stuff like that. So it's uh, you know a bunch of it's fun uh, stuff, man. I love the to, imagination, the creativity. Uh, you know, it, it's wonderful. You don't, you don't have to give up fun things just because you're getting old, Brad. <laughs> no, I just do other fun things. James. <laughs> uh, so just to go back, uh, yes, yeah, so you did. Need, you need to MFA IRL, okay? That's what you guys need to do. I want do to talk about that though, James. We have to put. We don't have to do an entire conversation or, or a week's conversation on Just your this. PSA. But the whole topic of we do we can we actually need to have a password because if my password could be compromised and you want to validate my true identity by sending me a message or looking at an authenticated app, what the hell is the purpose of the password? What is the purpose so, of the password? Chris, you can have my password, Chris. I'm going to give my password to my account. I'm going to give my login page, my email address, <laughs> it wouldn't and matter. my password. And it doesn't matter because I have that little duo thing on my <laughs> all right, phone. All right. All right. Hold James, on. Ready? There's give so much password. of a mess that we need to unpack with that. That is at <laughs> least 30 minutes of discussion. And I don't have that much time right now, but I just want to make sure I do some. Give me Hold on. I, I need to PSA this because you're going to give people all kinds of bad advice. And I'm going to no. deny all these don't, authentications. Don't, don't listen to Brad's advice on this, friends. <laughs> he was recently scammed. We talked about oh. And so let's not, let's not take advice from that. You got a resolution? You got a resolution? Yes. Tell us. I, it, since the last episode, it was resolved. So I contested it with PayPal because I, I do I did disclose that I use PayPal and PayPal has this policy that, you know, was supposed to, you know, uh, escrow the money to make sure you get your product. But the reality is I never got my product and they wouldn't refund me because I, you know, transferred money to a person and they provided tracking of a product that weighed, you know, four billion pounds when I ordered something weighed probably an ounce. And then uh, they denied it. And so then I contested it with the bank. 
And then the bank gave me a credit, and then they investigated it. I actually received a message from PayPal saying, your bank is investigating this. We cannot give them any information because of something or other. And then uh, the bank sent me a final note that my uh, claim had been honored and yeah. the refund that they had given me is now permanent. Nice. Uh, therefore, I won the scam. Dude. The so, best way to do it, you have to go directly to your bank first. Let them handle it, man. You get your money back, they will do all the work for you. Chris, <sighs> I wanted to follow the process. The process was contest it with the, the company, which is what the bank says you should do. It's one of the questions. Did you try to resolve this with the institution? And I said yes, and I did not lie. Because I really did. <laughs> it's fair. So I'm congratulations, Brad. You were able to get through it. Uh, to anyone that's listening and curious, or just to make sure you understand, there are a lot of people that go through the type of experience that Brad shared that are not able to successfully contest it, and they just lose the money. It's a very real threat, especially as it relates to a lot of different manipulation um, and con artist tactics to try and get money from people. So it's important that you're you're cautious and you use tools and services that can protect you. Please use multi-factor authentication. Passwords aren't going away anytime soon, although Microsoft would like to move us in that direction and Brad would say passwords are a bad idea. We can talk about that another time. I didn't say password. Number one, the scam thing. Don't ever get scammed. I was fortunate to get my money back. Fortunately, I was using PayPal, so they didn't get any bank account information or anything like that. That was the one good thing about using PayPal. I did decide to get rid of my PayPal. And For good. Then uh, I did not say passwords are not a good thing, James. Please, please, <laughs> please do not put words in my mouth. I'm asking you. It's then, actually Microsoft uh, you know, that tries to say that you should move away from passwords. They think that with you in Windows Hello, you can actually completely get rid of passwords. They're trying to end the age of passwords. Uh, generally, I think we're currently all in an age of passphrases and multi-factor authentication. There's a lot to be said about it, though. So uh, let's put a pin there. Yeah, let's put a pin and, there. Uh, because because I do have some questions around that uh, two-factor authentication, how long that will last before we move on to the next number. Uh, but I do want to point out uh, <laughs> Google I.O. really quick. I know we talked about that, some Apple events, but Google I.O. had released a few things that people should get excited about for those who are in the Android world. Uh, one is the Google uh, Augmented Reality. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Um, the Look and Talk uh, for Nest Hub, so if you're in the Google ecosystem, uh, it allows you to say, uh, talk to Google, like to the uh, Google Assistant without saying the word, hey, Google, because I have, hey, Google. Oh, yeah, it just picked it up. Uh, Google Wallet, it used to be called Google Wallet, went to Google Pay, and then now back to Google Wallet, which is pretty annoying. Um, and then they've updated. I like their... Google Pay better. I don't know why they went backwards. I don't know, they man. do a press release on that? They did on the Google I.O. Uh, because they've partnered up with other tools that allows you to use Google Wallet to use all your stuff, including possibly driver's licenses in the future. Um, Google Maps also updated. Uh, Google Docs 
uh, is now AI powered. Uh, so I got to, you know, I'm going to check that out. Uh, it's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I wanted to put that out there of the new widgets, new technologies coming out. And I'm actually pretty excited because I, I enjoy Google, uh, Google products. Uh, we should take some time to unpack some of those in future episodes. And yep. friends, I encourage you, consider the reality that you're in. Consider that as we augment reality, it's not necessarily something to be afraid of, but it's definitely something to consider. What does this look like? And what does our society look like 10, 20, 30, 50 years from now? It's changing. And I think that might be a good thing. Yes. And I'm looking forward to hearing. <laughs> All right, Brad, I, pr I tell you what, I promise you in one of our future episodes scheduled determined by Chris, I will happily spend a whole episode talking about passwords, MFA, uh, etc. Make sure that everybody knows what you can do for your personal and work. Uh, just know you owe me a beer for me doing it because that's <laughs> way too close to my, our work discussion for after hours. So like you got to like, listen, first of all, drink responsibly. <laughs> okay. Don't do this at home. Anytime we're drinking, we're doing it reasonably and responsibly. We're not driving or putting anybody in harm. Also, all thoughts, comments, and opinions discussed on this podcast are our own and not do not represent the thoughts or whatever affiliations of organizations of others. Therefore, you're helping me a friend on a podcast, though, to understand hey. why. I love MFA, by the way. I, I don't mind charging my friends an hourly rate for me to help them fix their IT issues. Helps get people to figure their shit out. You I'm didn't kidding. Help no. me fix my IT issues. It cost me money because I had to buy a new router. I had to buy a new uh, gateway. I had to, you know, fight Comcast because they wanted to charge me. Um, There's a benefit listening to this podcast. Yeah. Lots of advice. Chris, and, and Chris just typed in his, his latest acronym, <laughs> IANAL. And he says it means I am not a lawyer. That's I what it means. That... <laughs> WANAL. I'm not even touching that one. All right, guys. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on our weekly Whiskey and Widgets podcast. <laughs> this week, it's been an interesting role. Any thoughts from you, Brad, closing us out for the week? Listen, one thing I have to say, we all talked about communication, delivery, and reception, active listening. Uh, the greatest compliment that was ever paid me was when one asked me what I thought and attended to my answer. Henry David Thoreau. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Take care.